see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Alrighty. I'm so glad to have you here with us for another episode of In the Stacks with Barry and... I was waiting for T'Challa because, you know, it became the Barry and T'Challa show for like two episodes. after you. <laughs> Latoya. <laughs> and T'Challa. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, in case people were just, you know, because we told them we were going to not come back until this date. Right. So if they're just logging in, you know, there were too many episodes during the break. So they can go and listen to those as T'Challa and I, uh, you know, I thought we had some good, good father-son discussion. I thought it was really good. I mean, I listened to it uh, yesterday because despite you sent me the, for the week of the 23rd, you sent it to me, I think like that day or sometime after that. And I just had not been in the office. And then since coming back to the office, it's been really hectic. And I'm not the type that can really do too much work while listening intently to a podcast. Uh, that takes way too many brain cells. So um, I had to listen to it while I was doing something that didn't require as much thought. Well, I'm, I'm flattered that you talk, thought that it took so many brain cells to listen to us. It does. You know, I, well, I wanted to, I told you that I wanted to be able to create the description and stuff. And so I would have to listen to the show in order to do that. And, and so, yeah, it requires, it, it's something active that I have to do. And so I have to think about what it is that I'm paying attention to. And right. So I just sat there, and as I was uh, listening and doing some work, as certain things came up, I just jot down notes um, that I thought would be helpful for the description. But but yes, yeah, so I released it both of the episodes yesterday. So they're basically bonus episodes of the show. I did tag it under season ten because today starts season eleven. Right? Yeah, I never actually read most of the um, the descriptions. Just because uh, when I when they come over my feed, it like cuts off, and then if I click on it so I can read the whole thing, it like loads the episode and starts playing it. And it's like, no, I just wanted to read the damn description. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can always just go directly to our um, feed page. Um, no, because it's all in Russian. Huh? It's all in Russian. Oh, yeah, for you, that's true. We need to have like a screen share day or something where we can sort out your stuff because that's still incredibly strange to me it does it, it does it on my home computer and my work computer that's even stranger so, so I, i'm I wondering if maybe it's a google chrome issue i don't know if it's a chrome thing it sounds like it might be an isp thing it might be so who is it that you get your internet through there at home it's windstream so do you i would assume i don't know maybe the school is also using windstream um that's a possibility but yeah we do have to fix your russian issue <laughs> yeah, so um, T'Challa, if you go to our In the Stacks page, the the whole page is in Russian. So I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, is there a link to it from your webpage? Yes. Yes. Have that. On yeah. Your yeah. If you go to uh, barrys.net, there's a link for it. 
Oh dang, I can edit your website from this device. <laughs> yes, because you're signed into my uh, my. Yeah, I was about to say you must be signed in as Barry because he's the only other person. Yeah. Okay, where is it? Should be a link. <laughs> Should be a link <laughs> in the stacks. Oh, there it is. There. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you see anything in Russian there? No. So it says members only nerd alert hot girls ocean. Yeah. And then underneath that, the description is in English. Yeah. All right. It's got to be a Google Chrome issue. Because yes. he's he's on uh, Firefox. Let me try running it on Google Chrome. Hmm. And that would be even more interesting. Yeah. Let me try Google Chrome. I tell you, I tell you, you know, other people might have exciting podcasts. They don't have a podcast this exciting. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going through, why is our website not working? It sounds like, you know, people who just don't know what's going on having a conversation. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway i thought they were good episodes if you haven't had the chance to listen back to it and they are both it's funny even once i've you know did the post-production stuff one of them was 30 minutes and 33 seconds the other one is 30 minutes and 34 seconds so you guys get a good understanding of the time <laughs> yeah. um and so if we go with, we're using today, we're using a new software called uh, Squadcast, and it was suggested to me or recommended by a friend of mine who works in basically the business. He works for iHeartRadio now. Um, Mike Johns suggested it. And so we're trying it out. And the various models that they have, the, the basically subscription levels, we would fall into the middle tier because you apparently only get X amount of hours per month as far as recording time. And so as I was looking at it, I was like, well, maybe this would be a good opportunity for us to stop making the show so long. Um, so with the plan that I've set us up with after the, tr the one week trial, uh, we are supposed to get like five hours of record time per month. Yeah, all my other pages look fine. You're not even paying attention to me. What's up? <laughs> no, but you sound like you were doing fine. T'Challa checked uh, on Google Chrome on his um, laptop. On his laptop. Mm -hmm. it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I was showing him how it appears on mine. Okay. And, you know, it's just weird. Huh. That's right. weird. Yeah. Speaking of mysteries, I just finished reading a mystery. Okay. Uh, it was called The Hunting Party. Okay. And uh, it was really, really good. It's about, it's, it's, the, the premise is classic, like Agatha Christie type. Um, it's these eight friends who've known each other since college. And so every year at New Year's, they go off on a trip together. Mm -hmm. And so this year they go to Scotland and they're all well-to-do. They go to Scotland and they've rented this, um, this place. And it turns out, it, it turns out there's that even though they've been friends for a long time, there's things bubbling under the surface. Okay. People have secrets mm -hmm. and they all right start there. to come out over this weekend and it culminates with someone being killed. And then of course they have to figure out, well, who killed them because they're snowed in. It has to be somebody who's there. And, um, I am proud to say I figured out who the victim was going to be and who the murderer was going to be, uh, pretty early on, but they had me guessing all the way up until the end. I thought maybe I was going to be wrong. Um, but now I was right, but still it's really good. If you like, um, whodunits, if you like, you know, I hear like an echo. I think it's because you're not using a, 
a headset, but um, I'm not I'm not hearing the echo, which probably means the recording is not hearing the echo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not using the headphones because otherwise T'Challa couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Um, We're not sharing headphones. That's yeah. <laughs> And that just gets weird real fast. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a really good book. I would highly recommend it. Okay. Cool. How long? How long a read is it? How many pages? Uh, Twenty-four pages. Oh, okay. That's that's average um, length. So yeah. yeah I mean, most chapters are short. It's like eight to ten page chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a breezy read. I would read most nights. I was reading like three four chapters, and then of course as I got nearer to the end. I was like, you know, well, all right, I'll stay up a little late. You know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, my my nightly habit of reading uh, is usually I'll try to get to one, you know, finish one chapter. So I could theoretically, like in my books, they're usually at most 18 chapters. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some chapters are like 14 pages or fi- 15 or 17. But that is my aim so that I can finish at least a book a month is that, you know, in in some cases may be able to read two in one month. So I'm still working on making that the standard. <laughs> I know you read a lot of like historical romance, right? Yes. Yep. So That's- I heard, and this is not on the, the um, program guide, but you know, as a writer, frequently with other writers, we talk about, you know, maybe we should write this because this makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And one of the things um, I'm not sure if you're aware of it or if our readers are aware of it, but one of the, the genres that makes a lot of money, being self-published through Amazon is like monster sex. Really? Especially Bigfoot. Really? There's a woman out there. Uh, she's been featured in various interviews. She makes over um, $2,000 a month, which is not, you know, I mean, I mean, I would say that's not like incredible money. <laughs> that for me, it would be but incredible money. Shoot. That, you know, keep in mind, that's just for writing about women having sex with Bigfoot. That is, sorry. Okay. He just cranks them out, and um, and there's a huge market for it. There's a lot of ladies who who enjoy reading about women having, you know, funky sex with Bigfoot. <laughs> um, I have not read any of these. I assume maybe you know the foot size is indicative of something else about Bigfoot. I don't know. I, I'm going to assume so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and he's certainly he's big. He's hairy. Maybe he's extremely manly in some way i would assume so because yeah every aspect of of the, uh, an animal like that would be very masculine and yeah yeah so i'm so, not at all interested in the in that fetish but <laughs> that is um that's, that's weird. but you know, yeah very weird you could guarantee shame, that i would make two thousand dollars a month writing about bigfoot porn i would do it really <laughs> hell yeah $2,000 a month. Yeah, but see, then it becomes driven by the monetary gain of it. It's no longer about the, you know, you being a purist in terms of what you write. You're writing about things you are interested in. You're just writing about whatever sells. But, you know, if I could crank out the Bigfoot porn, and I don't think it would take that long, mm-hmm. um, then that would allow me the freedom to do other things. Maybe I, maybe I could just write full time. Anyway, I, I need to read one of these and see if I can, I can handle it. Or I tell you what, you read on the Kindle, right? Most of these things are Kindle only. No, I read on the iPad, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the. So Kindle. why don't why you take one for the show? All right. I I'll, don't want to read that smut. I'll send you a link. You download it. All right. You read it. You give us a review. You tell me kind of you know this is how it works. 
And okay. We'll find one I'll like her, her shortest book or her best reviewed one. If you're gonna buy it on Amazon, um, um, blah, on Amazon, gift it to me on Amazon because I mean I have the Kindle app on my iPad. I just don't like to do it usually. Um, if so, find one, gift it to me, and that can be my homework. That I'm, but, but please make it short. I can't imagine sitting through a not like a novel rather than a novella of say that now. Bigfoot porn. And then after you get through that first scene, you might be like, Whew. no, there's no part of that that sounds appealing. So um, I will take part in your experiment, but uh-uh, don't don't think it's going to become some guilty pleasure that I'm going to have. Because uh, putting those two things together, Bigfoot and women having sex, equates to like women having sex with dogs and stuff, which is, is it sounds hey, insane hey. This is Bigfoot. Still, it's it's an animal. So that that's just weird to me. And, and that brings up a good point here, right? Because I started to say it was racist of you to accuse, you know, to, to equate them as with dogs, right? But uh, so earlier today, I sent you a a meme mm-hmm. in text message because I send you lots of little funny things, right? Yeah. I know you need me to lift your spirits frequently. Absolutely. And uh, so I see one. And it's a picture of an older lady, right? Mm-hmm. African American, mm-hmm. right? And there's a like a microphone in front of her face, and it says, "This lady was asked if any churches in her neighborhood were open during the pandemic." She replied, "I don't know. I eat Popeyes." Mm-hmm. And you responded, "It's funny, even though it's a little racist." Well, okay. So the and reason why it's let me go first. Right. First of all, right. It took me a second to even get the joke. Right. Okay. I was like, oh, churches, because black people eat churches. Right. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of you because when we were at the library, you would refuse to eat churches because you said only black folks eat there. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat churches. Right. <laughs> and uh, and at the time, you know, I said that was racist of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it reminded me of the whole porch thing. Oh yes, we'll go into because you know because that that is offensive. That is offensive. (laughs) And and so it just the fact that you said that what I sent you was racist. I was talk about this sounds bad too. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. (laughs) (laughs) So here is here is the thing. You sent me that and something else earlier in the day. And you had previously told me you do not necessarily like it when I just do a tap back and it's like, ha ha, or the thumbs up or whatever. So I used that as an opportunity because I'm like, okay, this is the second thing he sent me today. I don't want for the second thing to be the same as the first where I'm just doing ha ha. So I figured I would add some commentary. Not that I was saying, even though it's a little racist to like, if for it to be a thing, I was just saying, yeah, it's funny, but when you think about it, isn't it kind of racist? Ha ha. But again, I was, you know, <laughs> that's what I get for trying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'll let you off. So, since we were talking about writing, it's something I actually had further down in our our guide, but. There was something I had read about saying that a study found that most authors say they can hear their characters' voices as they write. So is that for you? And and I mean, maybe I asked you this on a show from eons ago, but do you hear the voices when you write them? 
Um, well, I thought it was very strange when I first saw that article because I was like, I, I was surprised it said most. Mm-hmm. I thought every writer heard the voices of their characters when they're writing them. Um, I, I can't, I don't understand how you could write dialogue and not hear their voices. Yeah. Because otherwise it would be very clinical. Yeah. You know? T'Challa said what? Sometimes I do, sometimes. So when you say you don't, when you write their dialogue, I mean, it. you don't hear that character in your head? No, I know it's hard to understand. I can't really. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, even when I, even when they're not talking, if I'm just writing like, you know, Samantha had to suppress a smile. You were, you're in her head as I you're writing it. I yeah. see her. I know right. why she's doing that, you know? So, yeah, I don't understand. I, yeah, when I first saw that article, I was just like, uh, duh. How do you write <laughs> a dialogue without hearing their, their voices? I didn't get it. Well, then, yeah, I'm glad I asked then, because, I mean, there are times, depending on what I'm writing, obviously, if I'm writing a story, and I don't do that very often anymore, and it is a situation where there is dialogue and stuff, yes, I do hear them Mm -hmm. a certain way. I don't have conversations with them, um, but I do hear them in my head. I do get into that character's head, Um, but, you know, obviously, I do a lot of poetry writing so um, it's in from my head so I hear that voice um, now I, I will say you know a lot of my kids a lot of my students um, when they're reading a story they have unless it tells them who is talking they, they don't know they get totally lost seriously and um, and I will ask them I said well you can just don't you for instance with Greg Gatsby I'd be like you know well that's obviously Jordan talking don't you hear Jordan in those words, you know, that doesn't sound like Tom. Right. And, uh, and they're like lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now after I've read to them, they'll say, you know, that they'll hear their voices kind of like I do them. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't say, you know, Jordan said or something, a lot of times they don't know who's talking because see, that's a study in itself. Cause I mean, I yeah. think that that might be the case for a lot of people. And yeah, what every I character just sounds a lot to them. Yeah, well, when I read just general dialogue, like if I'm writing, reading in a new uh, in an article, um, you know, something I pull up online, I don't always hear the voice, so it's like T'Challa in that sense. But there are times where I'm reading something that's very, I get very engrossed in it, and if there is switching of dialogue and stuff, I will actually hear different voices in my head. Yeah. Um, and then, like when I'm writing too, and even when I'm reading stuff, I actually. Ha- create my own mental picture of what that person looks like oh yeah yeah definitely so so yeah it's it's a it's a full package kind of thing i have to i get both (laughs) that's why sometimes you know i mean when you see who they cast in a movie or something and Mm -hmm. you hardly ever read anything before the movie but right right well a lot of people like oh that character doesn't look right or whatever and even though they haven't seen them before but they've seen them in their head Right. Yep. And even based on the description in the book, because sometimes when they do the casting, they'll go very, um, the the really good example is Hermione wasn't cast in the, you know, she doesn't look that way in the book or books. Um, But that's who, like for me, I I bought into all the characters because I think I ended up seeing a movie before having read one of, you know, the first book. So I'd already gotten that into my head. Uh, But, but yeah. I yeah I do and so that is interesting how many people do do hear voices 
do have conversations, do imagine um, what they would look like, what they would sound like. Because again, you know, we make assumptions based on things that that are um, that we can hear and see and stuff. So when we listen to, for example, people's voices, we make assumptions about what they look like, what race they are, what you know, where they're from, and so. Oh yeah. yeah. There have been so many times I'll listen to somebody on an interview or, you know, whatever on the radio and I'll build up an image of what that person looks like. Yeah. You know, and, and hardly ever do they look like I pictured. Exactly. Sometimes it'll be like a, a pleasant voice. And I'm like, God, she's so sexy. You know, I'll picture what she looks like and then I'll see her and it's like, wow. Okay. Right. You know, right. The same thing with anything, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, I bet he looks like he, you know, he probably wears glasses and he's, you know, intelligent, probably wear sweaters. And, uh, <laughs> and then you very, see them. very typical of you. Well, but you know, you don't do that when you just hear people's voices, you start to form an yeah. image. Yeah. I do it even on the phone sometimes. I can't, I don't think, I think everyone does that in a way. Like, yeah. Because that's just how the human brain exactly. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately, stereo, stereotyping does play into that, which can skew it a bit. Um, yeah. But you almost kind of need that filter so that you can quickly get to what that image is going to be right. versus yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's cool to know. And you know, I, that's a great thing. You were talking about the stereotypes. I tell kids that sometimes stereotypes, you know, are like literary shorthand. Yes. Um, you know, of course we like to call them things like archetypes, you know, but I'll tell them, I said, you know, if I tell somebody, if I say, you know, Oh yeah, she's like a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just ask them, what, what, what do you think she's like? And they always say she's pretty. Um, most of them will say she's white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, that that and, is a very common trait of Disney princesses. Yeah, exactly. And they'll say these various things and, um, and I'll say, but I didn't tell you what color her hair was. Right. Even mm -hmm. They'll start telling me, oh, she's blonde. She's, you know, blah, blah. And it's like, I never said anything about that. I just said she was like a Disney princess, yep. you know? And, um, you know, so these those shorthands, I mean, it, it can be very useful. Right. I mean, it's both good and bad, obviously, because a stereotype is a stereotype. But it, it, again, gets us to the information faster, or at least our brain can process it more quickly if you associate it with something that is very commonplace, such as a stereotype of, you know, an individual. Right. Speaking of my students and writing, mm -hmm. um, you know, we're still doing the, uh, the whole virtual teaching thing. Right. <laughs> students um, try to make up their grades. And so I'm giving lots of like alternative assignments and, and things like this. And so for this one student, he's been working very hard uh, to bring up his grade. I mentioned to him, I said, look, I said, you know, just 500 words or so. Just take a book you've read. Give Any, book. <laughs> Any book. Yeah, I said, take a book you've read. Uh, give me a good summary of it. Identify who the main characters are. Tell me what the theme of the book is. You know, and kind of describe how the character, you know, his arc through the book. And uh, so I got his assignment, uh, you know, in my email the other day. And I, I called you. I, you've already heard this. Yes. I was going to pretend I hadn't, but you've already yeah. ruined that. So, OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and I said, you know, I, I've, I've got to I've got to share this with everybody because in a way it is brilliant. Mm -hmm. It is. Actually, it is. And um, and I did check. It is not plagiarized <laughs> work. So I would like to share with you uh, his literary analysis of a book that he has read. And this is what grade? 
Uh, he is in ninth grade. Okay. And this book is Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs and Ham is a short work of fiction by legendary kids book author Dr. Seuss, in which a very persistent Sam I Am repeatedly asks his unnamed friend in a multiplicity of ways whether his friend would like ham accompanied by, of all things, green eggs. As the story begins, Sam's friend is recalcitrant. He tells Sam I Am that he would not like them in a box or a house, nor with a fox or a mouse, that he would not eat them here or there and won't eat them anywhere. Yet Sam I Am's friend's dogmatic anti-ham stance proves to be fleeting, as during the dramatic climax of the yarn, he suddenly and without warning embraces that which he has scorned to that critical juncture. Sam I Am's epiphany is so profound and his transformation so thorough that from this point forward, he embraces the once loathed food in all its locations. And the reader is led to believe incarnations. His friend now covets the cuisine, not only in a boat and on a train, but also in the dark and in a tree. It is not made clear whether he would go out of his way to eat the tasty eggs and ham treat or whether he would simply accept it if offered on the spot in its varied locations. But the author does make the reader acutely aware in no uncertain terms of one vital point. Sam's former friend has a new perspective on this peculiar manifestation of cured pork and emerald-hued huevos. He likes it a lot. That, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, and I told you, the only thing that I would count off for at all would be that he really didn't address the theme. The theme right. <laughs> right. And, and what would you say? I'm going to put you on the spot here, Latoya. What would you say the theme of this book is? Uh, preferences. <laughs> right. Right. Personal so, preferences. Okay. So the way I explain a theme to my kids is, right, it's never a word, right? It's, it's, it's got to be a sentence. It's a phrase. Okay, so the sentence for me is that the book is about uh, a person's perceived perceptions and their willingness to change them. Yeah. Uh, so something yeah. around that, like that. Yeah. I would say, you know, something like, you know, don't be afraid to try things that are new and different. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I remember when you told when you read it to me because before you even said, I told you after the fact, before you said what book it was, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if this person picked Dr. Seuss. And sure yeah. enough, he did. And then I was like, I was, once you said the book title, I was like, oh, this is going to be crap. Yeah. But then you read it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you had suggested that I use this as like, you know, an exemplar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's just, it yeah, it's insane. Well, because you said pick any book and it's like, yeah. well, you know, for those who want to just phone it in, they would do Dr. Seuss. But this wasn't just a phoned in paper. <laughs> no, this is brilliant. It um, is. <laughs> you know, I, I emailed it back and I said, I said, you know, kid, this is, this is damn good. Um, <laughs> I liked it. So yeah. yeah, it was enjoyable to hear. And I mean, it makes you think about it. it it's like, it makes it very literary, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he mentioned his unnamed friend. I was like, God, did they never say his name? They don't, you know, the guy who's offering. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Really? They don't even name him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, I just wanted to share with the audience. And I appreciate that because it was awesome. What do you think, T'Challa, now that you've heard it? Um, what do you, what's your comments? I would not have thought of that. That's more imaginative than I am. Exactly. Yep. 
And I I can actually put make a thing on something serious. So <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, so he earned his A on that one. Because again, I immediately thought this is a D or F paper. <laughs> and um and it wasn't. It was not that at all. So Yeah, every now and then I'll I'll, I'll have to share something with you and it's just, you know, it's so funny, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, and that in that case it was just so good. Yeah. So and, I appreciate that. And and for the people who are concerned about me doing that, I never tell you their names. You don't know, you know. So I I maintain their privacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, Drakenara is coming to visit. Um, she'll be here in two weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, <laughs> I was deliberately being quiet. I was like, I, I don't know what you want me to. to well, I was just letting you know. I mean, obviously, it'll probably be talked about on the show. You know, right? Um, so she's been up in Illinois. And uh, so it'll be pretty cool. I mean, we've been talking on the phone, you know, so it'll be the first time we've actually been uh, in the same location in about 30 years. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. That is, it's pretty crazy. So. so is she, will you be seeing, seeing her as a friend, as a girlfriend, as a friend with benefits? Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> Gotta put me on the spot on the I'm putting you on the spot and you be up front because your your son is right there with you. I, I genuinely don't care. <laughs> I don't mean I'm being nosy. I wanna know. It's my life. It's your uh, yeah, you know, we're definitely romantically involved. Um <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, it doesn't matter um, if I support it or not. Well, next <laughs> That does matter. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that. I mean, obviously. Um, but yeah, T'Challa has not met her yet. Um, mm -hmm. And she's very nervous about meeting T'Challa. Um, as I would be, you know. So, because T'Challa is pretty damn scary sometimes. Really? People tell you you're scary? Sometimes, when I want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we're we're romantically involved, and so you we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, be interesting. Well, yes, I'm. I will definitely be looking forward to the uh, information you you share with me <laughs> outside of the show, because obviously <laughs> there's a lot that we'll say that is. I mean, despite us being very open on the show, there are still things that we can't be completely open about on the show. Well, so yeah. um, I I will be looking forward to that feedback during that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and today on Facebook, I was looking because they have Facebook memories. Mm -hmm. And one year ago today, I spent my first night in this house. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, now a year later, you know, um, looks like I'm probably going to be buying the house. Yeah. you. I remember you mentioned that. Yeah. I got Is that still in the works or. Yeah, I heard back from the bank yesterday, and they said everything was looking good, and they were going to be talking to the underwriters um, at the end of the week, you know, to see if they had any conditions, um, and that they'd be back in touch soon. So it sounds like, you know. Probably so, like, next month, this time, you could be a mortgage owner again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, technically, yeah. I'm still on the other mortgage, too, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, explained that, I explained that to the bank, and, you know. But. Yeah, it's common enough that stuff like that happens, so I'm sure that it's not a huge deal. Yeah. 
because I think in this in that particular case, they may just say, oh, well, just give us the divorce decree and that'll provide, you know, the information to say, oh, he's not supposed to be on it and blah, blah, blah. So, right. so yeah, that's that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. So, you know, um, it is funny. Most of this past year, you know, I've been uh, feeling very lonely at the house. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> what was that, what was that about? <laughs> Is that about what I said or, or what you're doing? Well, it was just- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, there have been times I was really lonely over the past year. Um, but, you know, lately, you know, of course, you know, T'Challa is here frequently. Um, my mom is now living here. Um, and then pretty soon, uh, Draknara will be uh, here. Um, well, you're forgetting about your guinea pigs. So. And there are four guinea pigs in the house. Yeah, that's insane. And my mom has, you know, one to sometimes four nurses coming every day to check her out at different times. And uh, very lonely, huh? Yeah, no, oh no, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can still have a ton of people around you and still be lonely. That's um, and, true. And I noticed that when you That's say true. that, I was saying I noticed frequently um, recently when I looked on your Facebook stuff, or at least looking on the feed, I'd seen that you would. Um, post stuff that related to um, borderline personality disorder. Yeah, this so, is borderline personality disorder awareness month. Well, is it, so is it not mental health month or I, I don't even, oh, I don't know. Well, one of the BPD uh, groups I'm in said it was uh, that may was borderline personality disorder. Uh, so maybe bringing focus just to that specific. Um, I suppose so. So I've been sharing all kinds of stuff on it, but yeah, yeah I, um, I just thought it maybe had more to do with, you know, maybe where you were mentally. So, yeah, so May <laughs> is actually me- <laughs> Mental Health Awareness Month. So it makes sense that they would be pushing, you know, stuff around that specific um, disorder. Yeah. But I don't usually post anything about that. That, I mean, you know, I think people just know Latoya's depressed all the time. Okay. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, I mean, I it's, it's certainly, uh, there are times like, the other day, my mom, uh, one of her friends, took her off to a, a doctor's appointment, and uh, man, I felt like I was sixteen years old again. <laughs> you know, yes, um, and and definitely read between the lines on that because yes, he was a sixteen-year-old again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, by the time she was pulling out of the driveway, it was like you know I'm doing all kinds of stuff that you can't really do with mom around. You know, exactly. <laughs> that she would not approve of. Uh, you know, I'm eating snacks on the couch. <laughs> I'm doing all kinds of stuff, you know, and uh, and then she came back. Right, right. But so, how has that been, though? I mean, obviously, you go from living just by yourself. There's no other soul, animal, whatever in your house to getting um, guinea pigs to then having your own mother move in with you with her guinea pigs. I mean, that's still a lot in a year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the other night uh, I, I just got my, my wallet and stuff And she was like where are you going I said I'm going out to get a drink <laughs> are you- I did I, I went out and I got me a, uh, An icy from Chris Okay <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I'm back But you know Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta do it I, I get it I get it So <laughs> during our time off So we did of course have a two week hiatus Which was which was really nice actually um, There were moments in there Where I was like I don't want to go back to the show 
you know. <laughs> yeah. But but um, it was a really good break. This for uh, this was the first time, and I can't even remember that um, I truly took it off of work. So Kay came home, and he was home for a week. Uh, basically from the 17th of April and he left out on the 28th of April. And so, you know, slightly more than a week. But during that time, I had basically told all my clients, yeah, I'm, I'm not working. <laughs> Don't ask me for anything. And it mostly happened. I think total, I spent an hour and a half in that time in that from the 17th to the 28th where I did any kind of work. It was great to be able to like turn off my alarms. I have so many different um, alarms on my iPhone for different purposes that it was just a really nice feeling to know that I could go to bed whenever I wanted to wake up whenever I wanted to. We were doing a lot of like ordering in, obviously with the stay at home order and stuff. Um, so it was, it was amazing. I came back to work feeling exciting, excited and wanting to actually get back to work, which usually doesn't happen. Uh, even if I get to take like a weekend here or whatever. Um, so it was definitely worth it. I think that I'm going to have to do that more often. I, I told a client that I'd love to be able to, you know, for Kay to be on the road for like three weeks out of the month. And then we get a week off every month <laughs> to just not do anything. So, um, but it, it was great. Uh, he, of course, is considered an essential worker. So being a truck driver, he has to be on the road during COVID. And fortunately, he does not have to necessarily enter interact with a lot of people up you know it, right in front of him surprisingly um whenever they do different drops and stuff um he said oftentimes the people there are like behind glass or something like that you know so so yeah it was a really great thing i'm glad i got the chance to do that with him his birthday fell during that time so we it was the um his birthday my parents 40th wedding anniversary and we were celebrating my uh nephew and my niece graduating from high school and elementary school respectively and it was yeah it was the first time that we had since the quarantine had seen each other in person because we did at one point do a happy hour with all of us two weeks before that and so I remember putting on Facebook that it was my favorite day of 2020 was being able to to just spend time with them because we hung out. We, of course, you know, played games and all that fun stuff and um, had hot dogs and, you know, dad grilled out. And it was, it was amazing. It was so much fun because, you know, I do actually like spending time with my family. And that was followed up. Was it last week? I think it was last week. It was uh, Gwen's birthday. And so we basically did a repeat, just minus Kenrick at that point. Uh, he was, of course, on the road. And so we were just, we spent... I think we were there for eight hours at mom and dad's house. We had dinner. We had dessert. We, of course, sang her happy birthday and gave uh, her her presents. And then we were playing a whole bunch of heads up because we have a, officially a family game um, standings list as far as the boys against the girls. Mm. So, so, yeah, I mean, we just we had just tremendous fun uh, because both my niece and nephew were also there. So. Uh, we played Heads Up and Werewolf, and we played this card game called Trash. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I know I am very blessed to have a family that I actually enjoy spending time with. They're my saving grace because, you know, in general, I just don't like people. 
but um, I do like my immediate family and some of my family members. So, Tchalla, haven't we played Werewolf? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun game. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, and of course, you know, with it, you have to have X amount of people to play. Right. And so all seven of us were there around the dining room table with our, I- um, with our phones, most of them iPhones. And, um, my nephew, who's the one who, um, introduced it to us like a couple of years ago. Uh, he's like, you know, normally you're not in the same room as the people that you're playing against, but it was actually kind of fun because, my brother notoriously is he wins a lot of games that he plays. And so it was just hilarious as we, you know, like I think during the daytime, you're supposed to discuss who you're going to kill. And so people will say something or ask a question that makes you think, Hmm, I think it's you, you know, you're the werewolf. And so we'll all like talk out loud and rally and say, okay, you know, all of us are voting against this person, vote them off the Island. Um, but it's, again, it's just a lot of fun just spending time with family and playing and, you know, just chit-chatting and stuff. So so that was the two weeks, um, I guess that period was time well spent. Um, and then I guess what else is going on in the world is the, during the time that we were off, I believe, the stimulus package, specifically the Paycheck Protection Program, ran out of money. <laughs> And then they had to, um, Congress had to decide again, all right, here we go, here's another round. And um, I was fortunate enough to receive funds from it. I actually did a file for it the the first business day after they had said it it had gone live. But in this particular case, I was at, at a disadvantage because I bank with Bank of America for my business accounts. And they had had they had been inundated with over three hundred and seventy thousand applications um, for Bank of America, and obviously this was an ad hoc process um, as they've been doing stuff. And so once they finally got to their point of oh we're ready to send it to the SBA, um, it was. I think it was the day before the money ran out. So of course then the next day in the news the money ran out, and I'm like, but I you know, sent my information in from the beginning. So fortunately they did refund it on the, I believe it was the 27th of the month. And, and that was a Monday, I guess last Monday was it? Yeah. Last Monday. And then by that Saturday, um, that the money, it was, you know, approved through the SBA and the money was deposited. So, so it was pretty cool because now I have a little bit of a cushion. Um, I've buffered different areas of my life and I don't feel quite as stressed. Um, at this point, because there is money in the bank that is earmarked for, you know, I <laughs> told a friend of mine, if I want to tell someone, if I want to tell a client to F off, I have at least a money, uh, a, the money for a one month buffer. Um, and then I also, in some cases, since depending on the billing, they'll pay ahead. Mm-hmm. I've saved that money too. So that if I'm in a position where I have to like pay back the money, I can at least do that. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I'm certainly grateful for the program. I'm, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, this is something good Trump has done because he's certainly found ways to mess it up. But um, I am very grateful that there was the stimulus as well as the PPP that was available because it certainly made life a lot less stressful during these stressful times. Yeah. (laughs) 
figured you'd have so much more to say. I've been talking nonstop for the past couple of minutes. So no, I, mean, I like to get my, my twelve hundred dollars. It's all right. <laughs> well, it worked out because you know, because it's since it's me and Kay, we got twenty-four and we it we used it to pay off some of the some bills and because it came during the time that he was here, um, since we opted to eat out basically every, or eat in, you know, dine in, um, every day that he was here, that, you know, was used for that as well. <laughs> so it wasn't that I was using any other part of the budget. It was just, oh, this is extra money. And I don't, I, I'm, I still have not gotten myself to be better about not being okay uh, with spending so much on dining out. Right. Um, but it was it was well worth it. I enjoyed it. But yes, that money is gone. <laughs> During that two week period, I um, you know I started watching Parks and Rec, and, mm-hmm. and the first season at the end of it, it was only six episodes. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't like these people. Um, I just didn't like the characters. They were just mean, bad people. And so I posted on Facebook. I said, you know, does this get better? Because I'd heard it got better, but. And of course, everybody, I mean, I had like 20 people respond. They're all like, oh, season two on. It's the best comedy show ever. Mm-hmm. And so I've now finished season two. I've started into season three. And it's much, much better. Um, so you said the first season are trying to be too much like The Office. Yeah. And, and people were unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had to rework the show. <laughs> Chris Pratt plays Andy. And I tell you, the first season, I hated it. He's such an asshole. And, you know, for, for me to to hate Chris Pratt, which is, you know, but by the end of season two, I was like, okay, what they're doing with him and Audrey Plaza is very sweet. Um, and you know, the whole second season was just so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did really like, and there's some stuff there that's just hilarious. If you, yeah, you would text me or in, call me when you, you know, when there was an episode that any, that's like, Oh, we can totally um, think, relate you know, to this experience. Very funny. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. They had a huge rivalry with the library department. And, Speaking uh, of the worst the library person and ever, the worst people you ever. also mentioned to me that we were and, uh, you know, only sideways mentioned in an article yeah. you read, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Um, one of the uh, the alumni things uh, from Georgia College um, yes. had an it's article the about the former <laughs> library board director and not director, library board chair, and uh, and. Um, she was talking about how, you know, when she was chair of the art department at the college that she had learned so many useful things and she used those in so many different ways. And when she was, um, you know, on the library board for 10 years, that during that time, the library director and his assistant both resigned. And so she had to basically do that job until right. the uh, interim <laughs> director was named. And, uh, you know, of course, we were the director and his assistant. Uh, yeah. And, um I will clean up what I said to you at that time, but you know, us leaving wasn't because we necessarily wanted to leave. It was just because we had just had enough. Um, You know, you were during that period of time toward the end, you were popping pills. You were stressed to all get out. I mean, it was insane. Uh, the, The climate had changed and it was not, it just wasn't a healthy one anymore. So yeah. I told you, of course, if you, you know, when you leave, because I was there longer than I had in a sense originally intended. Um, and I said, you know, if you leave, I'm going to leave too. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So, right. so, I mean, there are days where I do miss it, 
I'll be honest, you know, I do miss, you know, being able to come and work with you in my little hole of an office since I could not be, I could not play in your space with you. Um, but as a whole, I mean, I'm glad that that phase of my life has, has, you know, concluded. And there are still things today that I remember, I still have my library certification. I still pay for the certification and I reached Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, I'm like, it, I, I'm going to continue to pay for it. So um, I sent a message to the person who ultimately took over, you know, Jay, um, who worked at the at GPLS, who took over his job. And I was saying, you know, I still don't understand why, as someone who's certified in the state of Georgia, that we can't sign up for, I forgot the name of the program, that if you have a library email address, you can get free um, free CEs for taking classes. And I'm like, it, it makes zero sense. So I'm like, I used to work in libraries for over a decade. Right. I am now in a different industry, but want to keep my certification. Why is it that as someone who holds a certification in the state of Georgia, to which GPLS is a part of, you know, is connected to in a way, why can't I get the same access to that, that information? Well, that person just never responded. She opened the email because, you know, I track all that stuff, but never responded. And I was like, yeah, the, these, I'm like, those types of things often happened back in the day. But, you know, I thought, right. oh, well, you know, years have passed, technology has improved, people are getting better about, nope. <laughs> so um, I know that they can request an audit of your CEs. And I'm like, I just want to be able to take courses to satisfy those 10 hours for the two years that won't be called into question rather than using the classes I do take that's in other stuff. Cause I mean, you can take classes that aren't specifically tied to um, library. You could do something that's like accounting based or whatever, but they don't make it easy for those who want to hold on to their certification to do so without having to spend additional money to get um, the classes. So we'll see. We shall see. So you were talking about, obviously you were working through parks and rec. Um, I started watching a show and, and well, no, I'm bringing it up simply because it ties directly to parks and rec. You were saying that, you know, season one was kind of crap and then two and three, how many seasons did it run for? Okay. Oh, okay. So season one right. was crap. I w- I've been watching a series um, called oh, Gramwell, and it was recorded. It was done six. back in 1995. <clears throat> it was it ran for four seasons. It's a British series, so of course you know there's not a ton of episodes. But before I started to watch it, because I've been on this kick with British stuff and stuff that surrounds like hospitals, so. With this one on IMDb, because while I'm watching the show, I, I I often look at IMDb. I like to tag mm-hmm. people that I like, or you know, when I see someone that I've seen in like three other shows I've watched, I'm like, oh, and I'll dig around for more information. So I read the reviews on IMDb, and every one of them was like, "Don't watch season four. And I'm like, "Hmm." And you know, I read a couple of them, and they're like, "Yeah, season four is the last season." And I ended up watching season four. I think it was, well, it was Not one day this week. The last season? Maybe yesterday or the day before because days okay. are blending. And I it, I was so moved by it that I posted my first review on IMDb, uh, on IMDb. And I'm like, I think the headline was something like, you know, skip season four. 
watch all the rest. No, moved by how completely right they were. I mean, it was like it was it. it oh, so okay. most of the characters, spoiler alert, most of the characters from the first run, the seasons one, two through three, are not in it. Only like the main main character remains. Her and her um, a, um, nurse and um, one of the doctors. Those are the only people that stick around for season four. Season four is also basically only two episodes, but each episode is two hours long. So, you know, anyway, the way it was shot was different. The music was different. I, I mean, it was as if I was watching something or someone on LSD. I mean, it just, it, it was not the same show. Like if they had ended it with season three and where they ended it, that would have been fine. And then you can think of the happily ever after they essentially in season four undid all of the stuff that they, that, you know, had been developed during the first three seasons and the way that what the character, the main character ends up doing is so unlike the character that I'm like, I wonder if they just did it to get paid because this, I mean, the writing was terrible. It was, I um in the in the review I said I'm going to pretend season four did not exist. I said I only watched it because I like to watch it in in something in its entirety. But it was like watching a completely different show. It it just was so disjointed. It was it it was a shock to the system. There were points where I I was like I'm I'm really bored um, because I don't understand why this character is doing this. You know. Yeah. So that was why I wanted to bring it up then because again yeah. Season four was crap, absolute crap. Um, but seasons one through three and three was excellent. Um, they really should have just left it there. So, wow, right? Yeah, well, yep, it yep. kind of reminds I me agree. of um, you know how. But it was worse I didn't than that. Hate it that, it that way. way. <laughs> but I was disappointed by the last season of uh, Penny Dreadful. And I have watched the first two episodes. I put I've watched the first two episodes of the new Penny Dreadful series, um, City of Angels. Um, the first episode I didn't like that much, but I like the second one a lot better. Um, it's it is a it's a slower build. Like for instance, the second episode, um, really, there's nothing like scary that happens in it as, until like the last minute or so. So of the show, um, it's much more of a, like a police procedural kind of thing. Um, but I think that as the series Got goes it. on, okay. it's going to be more well, mysticism and stuff because a lot of what is happening if is being manipulated season, if it's something by magic. supernatural forces. It's just not oh, that's pretty cool. And for those who don't know her by her real name, she was on Game and of Thrones. And Natalie Dormer is really good um, in it. She plays multiple I think most roles. people know her from Game of Thrones. She was the one who ended up marrying um, Joffrey and was ended up getting killed. But there you go. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I just think about her from <laughs> Game of Thrones. I've gone to her from um, so. uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's really good. And the guy who played Frankenstein's monster, not Doctor Frankenstein, but the monster, um, he's in this as a very different mm. character. He's a doctor who's a, a Nazi, um, and he's an, he's doing an interesting job in it. Um, anyway, I, I wanted to mention that I watched Extraction. Which uh, stars um, which, which one of the Hemsworths? Uh, you know, they're Hemsworth brothers. So which um, and it's you know breaking all kinds so of Netflix records. Chris, stuff. not Liam. Liam used to be married to my. Oh, you know the, yeah, you the Avenger one. The or, what? Oh, oh my gosh! No, okay, no, no. Right. Yeah, it's the Hemsworth. It's the Hemsworth. 
Maybe Liam, but come on, Liam is like, you know, there's nothing wrong with Liam, but if you're saying, oh, I got, I got a Hemsworth to star in the movie, you know, there's Chris, and then it's like, wait, did you get Chris? Oh, you got Liam. Okay, all right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay. You know, so, extract. Liam's like a, um, a what like, is it you about? Know, I, you said it's breaking around 50 cents, stuff. I don't and Chris is like a dollar fifty. Even for- yeah. Yeah. They've already announced they're going to do a sequel and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, me and my mom, we watched it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Derek, our mutual friend, Derek Ferguson, he did not like it at all. And um, But I didn't dislike it, okay. but I am kind of. It, I'm not sure if they make a sequel. If they, when it airs, I'll probably watch it, but I'm not excited about it. Um, there's a lot of action. It is. Well, yeah, and, we have you know, to talk about that too. But go when ahead. When I yeah. saw um, John Wick three, you know, I told you, man, that first 20 minutes, there's a lot of action. But I felt that they had earned that because by the time they got to that, I I was already invested okay. in the story. <laughs> Whereas Extraction starts with that and stays with that. <laughs> right and so by the end of it i had a lot of questions about like the character and his background and you know okay. some of the things they hint at but i just felt like it's it, it was a lot of blowing stuff up yeah director sam hargrave yeah. it wasn't bad said the director it was like watching like a sam Baden, hargrave you know um, where what's that yeah and i know the producers are the guys who directed um avengers endgame because they kept mentioning that well, that's interesting. So Sam Hargrave, um, he so he directed okay. it, but on you know, I don't think it's anything him as an American stuntman. So <laughs> oh, okay, well that so it's a guy's guy me. movie, um, or whatever. you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so, but there's like no romance. There's no um, yeah, yeah. It's like you watch the first um. What's that movie that has like all the old action stars? There are several of them in the series. Yeah, I've only seen the first Expendables, but it was kind of like <laughs> that, where it's like you know. I did enjoy the Expendables. Yeah, there's just a lot of you know, like they, they were smelly men decent for what they up. for what they are, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And I haven't seen oh, okay. Expendables well, see. two or three I'm, or anything really like that. that and, I, and I would say I actually liked Expendables because it's, one it's saying that on Google, ninety uh, percent of people liked it. However, on IMDb, it's got a 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 68%. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did want to mention before I totally forget, um, I did go and said I needed to watch the John Wick movies. And I did, in fact, do that over the break with my hubby. Uh, We did a little marathon and watched one, one, two, and three in one, one sitting kind of thing. And I was just appalled at... I mean, for one, it's really good. But when you just think about the plot, it's like, I, I don't understand how they could make a really good movie out of a very stupid plot line. <laughs> so, um, well, it's not like not like strong hate. I just don't want... Well, to yeah, first of all, to be fair, um, you hate animals. No, not necessarily. Because the dog in the movie yeah, was you, adorable. Yeah, you'd rather they were, they were not in existence. I get it. No, you know, no, no I understand. No, I got, well, you know, I got it. The reason it's why. It's not just the fact that they killed the dog. Blah, 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 but it was still just, you know, it's like when you tell me the synopsis of the first movie, it's like, oh, man's wife dies, gives him a dog, dog gets killed, he goes on a rampage. You know, so, so, you know, but it was, it was really, really good. Like so much so that I'm like, I know that there's going to be a four and there's supposed to be a five or whatever. I'm like, I'm actually 
Yeah, yes. And I'm like, but I'm interested in seeing another John Wick series because it's just the, uh, it's just done well. I mean, it's not overly complicated. The dialogue is not overly complicated, but it's very well done. Um, yeah, right. He's not warm or anything like you, that. You really you like him John, even though like he's not an he ex- a terribly expressive character. Exactly, and then right. got sucked in, and then you wonder. It's like, well, right. how in the hell they're going to do another and he movie? Did. He um, wanted if to he's retire. Totally he retired, and it, I mean, obviously, plays on that. You know, it's like he gets out, then he's dragged back in, and then he can't get out um, again. And but it was it was awesome, and I mean, for me too, I was excited to see him and um, Lawrence Fishburne together again. You know, it made me feel very much like all oh, the '90s and you know, Matrix and stuff. And yeah. I, I loved in yes. the third one <laughs> with Halle Berry, where at one point where Halle Berry like kills this dude. So and, you know, John and, I mean, looks at her. And she's though, like, you like, know, it's certainly not. I wouldn't say it's a. a it's it. not a chick you know, flick I in any it. way. But there's enough for there's a, enough of a female presence or essence in there that it's not fully a guy's guy movie. I can. Why guys love it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, every woman, every woman is immediately in for the ride. Second, yep. you know, they see how yeah, much he cries when his I, wife that dies. Was, and so and the, then when they see how much he loves his puppy. Yes. And so for people, a, another Game of Thrones connection, the guy yeah. who essentially is the one who ends every up woman's like, the, the dog, kill him, kill him he all. played um what is it, Greyjoy and um and the Game of Thrones series, he was um, the one who ended up getting like his balls cut off and all that stuff. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So he's the son of basically what would be equivalent to like a mob boss. And he does what he's not supposed to do. So we did miss another key component. There was the car. He screwed with the man's car. He took the car. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because again, the wife people. had picked the dog before it's she died, and that was the connection. And it was so sad too, because you know, like on his nightstand, he had her bracelet, and then his end up the dog collar. And so when the house burned down, it, I mean, anyway, it's just again, it's 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 very well done for essentially a simple premised yeah. movie series, and it's completely believable. Like seeing Keanu Reeves as you know basically this mercenary type or whatever and that he's just he's just really good at what he does and it's badass because it's not like he's depicted as he's superman because he certainly takes a beating um but it's just really cool and some of it were i think at one point they're like fighting and then they're like okay hang on i'm tired (laughs) i mean it felt really real like it yeah, so um, I wish there was more. Um, I would like to watch the series yeah. when it, I yeah. guess, is fully developed about the hotel itself, um, because that that in itself is its own character and the rules that happen inside of um, there. I love that you know you can't do business inside the hotel, the Continental, or whatever. Um, that was that was awesome. So uh, if you haven't seen it, um, definitely check out the, yeah. the three films that are out there it is an enjoyable watch 
all of them. Each one of the movies are really good. And like with Halle Berry, I'm glad she wasn't just like, oh, she's there. She's a pretty face. She was badass. You know, <laughs> she could carry her own and some. So that was, I liked that I didn't see her in the traditional sense. That, oh, she's yeah. the love interest, blah, blah, blah. No, not, it just, it wasn't about that. So, so yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to wrap this up. I have a meeting in about 15 or so, so minutes. So we are already almost in an hour and 15 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, I did want to jump That's in and share. While really in the many episodes that you guys did, you also mentioned okay. this. But right. um, So the headline is essentially that AMC threatens to break up with Universal Pictures. And the, the catalyst for this is uh, Trolls World Tour, which you guys talked about. Um, at, at the time, I think you mentioned you didn't know for sure how much they brought in. And they different places I'd looked estimated that Universal was able to get over $100 million um, doing it straight to TV kind of thing. Um, obviously, you had to pay for it. And I'm sorry, I'm still not paying $20 mm-hmm. if it's just me or me and one other person watching the movie. If it's a like a group thing, like movie night over at your house kind of thing. Yeah. Pay $20 for the movie. But, um, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, the whole point was that no one was supposed to be make, other make, people, make people like because of the, the quarantine. However, I am still, I'm still not sold on the idea of, of movie theaters going away completely. Um, I think obviously this will change the way that they are and how many there are, because now that it, you know, Universal is like, oh, we can just release this on TV. Um, we can do pay-per-view and it'll be if it'll be fine. Um, I don't know, because when people have the option again to go back to a movie theater, I still hands down want to see new movies in the theater and not in my house. So, you know, whatever happens, it, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, I have I'm I have I think my team I would definitely like rather go see Black Widow inches. in the movie theater. But I'm like, mm-hmm. unless you're going to show it to me on a 60 or 70 inch TV in a media room, um, I no, I want to see it in the theater. So, and I mean, it's not like I'm going to the theater for being social. It's just the experience. You know, you go out there, you go get your you know your popcorn, you go get your seat, your assigned seat, which I love, and um, yeah, it's a different thing because for me that's a part of the escapism you're in the theater you're in the theater i'm not in my house seeing the things that are in my house or being distracted by anything there i am solely there for that one purpose and everything else in my life melts away so i don't know how i'd be able to replicate that experience in from home unless it's some vr thing yeah so i don't think they're gone yet but it this is mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's of, but it, it is certainly a sign a or a mark of out. um, it's the 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 shift yeah, the in the way we start that we're doing things. I mean, COVID has brought a lot of good and bad with it. So, um, this is just one of those things that falls into the what is it? Is it going to ultimately be good for the industry, or is it going to kill this particular industry? I hope so too. I, I really do, and I don't want it to be like they end up closing all of. You know, yeah. I'd hate to have to travel uh, like to survives. the the city area, like having to go to to Atlanta just to go see a movie kind of thing. If um, that's you know, because I would think they would put them in the cities that are most populated, that kind of thing. But um, I am very very curious as to right. what happens after COVID. Um, and speaking of which, the last thing I'd wanted to mention is 
I found it very interesting to look at an article that talked about COVID and how it relates specifically to children. Obviously, with you being a teacher and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of an interesting tie-in. But things to consider um, with having the stay-at-home orders and all of that is it's COVID's impact on child abuse. And so specifically around um, teachers being able to kind of be tipped off you know, by physically being in the space in the space with the with the student of potential child abuse um, occurring. Um, then, of course, there's the right. lack of education. So, about fifteen percent of U.S. households do not have access to high speed internet. Um, so, there it, it, you are going to be impacted if you happen to fall into that fifteen percent. Because, I mean, I know we take it for granted because we've always, essentially always had internet, blah, blah, blah. But I know that that's certainly a concern. Um, missing vaccines is is a big thing as well. You know, um, when you use that as an excuse to not go va- get vaccinated, well, when you do that, you risk things that, um, things like measles or polio or something coming back because people aren't getting vaccinated. So the hope is that this doesn't, um, last for an extremely long period of time, but I thought it was interesting that you yeah. it uh, it made you think about the things that are are impacted by it by students having to stay home and doing school. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've had a few students say, you know, oh, I, I just got a laptop. Yeah, last and that's week. that's very true. Yeah, I mean, I know that like we certainly and, know that argument. I mean, having not everybody been in, in public access. libraries with being able to provide access to um, residents and stuff. But I, I'm always in awe of the things that you don't really think about until you have to think about them. And this is one of those things is like, oh yeah, well, you know, there's a decrease in how much, how many instances of child abuse is being reported, all this stuff. And it's not because it's not happening. It's because the traditional ways of being able to identify them have disappeared as a result of not being in the classroom anymore so that is a kind of sad note what's something good we can end with t'challa was very quiet this yeah. this this episode so I, I didn't even hear it something good. that was the something good okay he just told us something good yeah, he, okay then yeah you can tell us something good so yeah Yes, it All right, be. so we will be back next. And because of the, like I said, because right. of the plan that we're on, Episode I'm going two, to try and 11. make sure that we, in a month, the shows don't run over five hours, so um, so that we can just be... <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like, the first one or two shows, we're just going to go with it. Third show, it's like, ah. Uh, fourth show, we're gonna be, <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, we have five minutes to talk to you guys. <laughs> but but yeah uh let us know if as far as the sound quality um of the recording uh how that turned out if if there is an issue and again i know that obviously barry if it's just going to be you to just use the headphones we'll have to have a like a a a zoom session where i look at what's going on with your computer because i know you were having trouble with the switching of the audio or not having that ability so Uh, yeah because there's a plug in for that but it does not it, it treats the sound. As <laughs> That's if it's what still I use. The, is the microphone laptop. I sent you uh, to do our yeah. recordings? So yeah, my little microphone doesn't work. <laughs> you have to end it yeah. with something. All right. Yeah, with something. Yeah, that's interesting. I have to end it.
right. Um, all right. So I'm going to look for some good Bigfoot porn for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, until next week, right? I want everybody to kind of visualize, right? It like is always kind of there, like with a man, or do you think it's like, like with a dog or something where it's like in like a sheath, right? Oh my or God. is it like, you know, <laughs> you know, some animals, you know, like they have it, like it's like up inside their body and doesn't come out okay, until they fine, need it. Fine. I completely agree. And I think with that, we can go ahead and say peace out. You've said enough. <laughs> Yeah, that He's was out. his his thing. But what what about your uh, end of the thing? That was it. Well, all right. Um, okay, that would be uh, it. All right. Uh, happy Bigfoot Bigfoot Dick sucking week to you, everybody. <laughs>